I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. We're joined again by the Cambry Ross. Hey, hey. Canberra is one of the best researchers of Enneagram in the world, and she is joining us to do our typing deep dive. So we are picking up with the fives. If you have stumbled upon this podcast, it's because you think you might be a five or somebody you love handed this to you and said you should listen to this and see if you're a five. And there's something we need to get out of the way before we jump too far into the fives. When fives come to Enneagram, we need to do some footnotes right up top. So what, what do some fives need to know before we jump into this? Well, there's a, a really good chance that if you are a five, that this is actually the fifth episode that you've listened to in this <laughs> series. Well, I guess technically it would be the sixth because the intro is one and then type one is two, etc. cetera. Um, because fives are going to want to understand the whole system before they align with any particular type. So if, if you've made it this far because you've listened to everything, we understand, and also this might be the type <laughs> you are. So, welcome. That's been my experience as well. Fives will often be the most skeptical yes. for reasons of understanding the whole system before actually committing to it. Yeah. And, uh, and even then, maybe one foot out still. <laughs> Yeah, there's also a good chance that people around <laughs> you have been talking about this for years before you finally gotten to this point. My son is a five, uses the Enneagram in language to describe himself and still is like half committed most of the time. So yeah. Nothing wrong My with that. My husband's a five and he's very half committed. Perfect. <laughs> so funny. But like he'll buy Enneagram books and like he reads a lot of five and six, but then will go like months without ever wanting to talk about anything Enneagram at all because the one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Fives will often focus very heavily on a topic they get into. And if they're not into the topic, might not come up. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's also the case that fives may be the most misunderstood type of all of the types because so much of what is going on inside a five is never, it never sees the light of day. Mm -hmm. So all of us who are describing fiveness are, are culminating wisdom that does not necessarily come from fives. Mm -hmm. If the, I think that that sort of plays into a lot of that sort of healthy skepticism about systems like this, mm. we may not be describing you really well. 
So if you are coming to this thinking that you might be a five and you don't hear us describing the way that you behave, focus really heavily on the reason that you behave the ways that you behave mm-hmm. or even possibly the way, the reason that you are different from what we're describing, because all of this is about motivation. It's all about what's at the core of why we do the things that we do. Mm. So that's the thing that you need to focus on, not necessarily the outward expression of that. Amen to that. Excellent. Well, let's get the ball rolling. We start with talking about happiness and where each of the types find happiness. This can be a good place to jump in. So, Where do fives find happiness? So fives are motivated by the need to feel competent and capable. Sometimes that is not as helpful of language. So a few more motivations to tack onto that are I want to be competent. I want to be capable. I want to possess knowledge about an array of things. I want to understand the environment around me. I want to conserve my energy. I want to be self-sufficient and autonomous so that I won't have to rely on others for anything. I want to have everything figured out so that nothing can surprise or hurt me. Bang, what are you here there, TJ? Yeah, the, um, the desire for autonomy is not necessarily because of autonomy but because you don't want to rely on or don't want to need to rely on other people you don't even want to have needs right so like a lot of this these desires about efficiency and and competency and uh, like all of this is rooted in something that 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 connects all of it what i heard there was uh language of security There's something good when I have what I need to feel safe, and oftentimes that materializes as knowledge Mm -hmm. or insight into the world, ways that uh, things that I possess in my mind that allow me to navigate all the things that are out there that might get me that felt like that came up a few times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even competency is about understanding. Yep. Knowledge is security. Well, fives are often... Uh, described as withdrawn. And this is actually how fives can get what they want. You want to describe how fives get what they want in the world? Well, yeah, that that seeking to be to be competent, to have the information, to be knowledgeable about the whatever thing they're looking at, you, you might have to step back and study it for a little while first. Mm-hmm. And wanting to to have the fullness of information before you engage. A, a subject or a task or whatever is in front of you means that you have to step back first. Like there's, there's a, a natural sort of detachment from the world around you so that you can observe it in order to understand it first before engaging into it. And, and the other side of that usually means that the engagement piece is deficient you might say like the the fives often really struggle with engaging their the the tasks the the world that they're seeking to study because they spend some of the so much of their time and energy withdrawn from it so they can study it yeah i have some quotes from fives one of them says that they need physical space when stressed 
and overwhelmed. And they somehow try to do like self-care stuff by overthinking like what candles or bath bombs or activities, et cetera, to use or do to de-stress. And they say, I'm not able to identify what I'm feeling or how I'm feeling on the spot. So I say, I'll look into that and get back to you. Or did you know slash read this before sharing what I've recently learned? I say, but how do you know that? What are your sources? Have you considered this? It's this constant um, needing to look into things before saying them and process things before being put on the spot because you don't want to come across saying the wrong thing. You don't want to come across as dumb. So you don't want to say it's something that's incorrect or not factual, but you also, you want to say what's correct as like, not only in knowledge, but also your feelings on things. Mm -hmm. So if somebody asks you what you're feeling, you need to take some time to say, what am I feeling? And then respond. But you might not know in the moment. And and notice that that incorrectness has a, a sort of a foot in the world of security. Because if you are saying something that is incorrect, then the ground that you're standing on isn't necessarily stable. Like conceptually, mm-hmm. you are are not necessarily safe if you're operating on incorrect information. I guess as an example, my husband, if he feels like people are going to ask him about something in particular he will research more than ever and like listen to like a million podcasts or like look stuff up or whatever so that he'll be prepared for their questions. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not something like it can be something that he's really interested in, but the knowledge might even be something that he anticipates being asked about. And so he wants to be prepared for those moments so that he doesn't come across as not knowing or dumb, or mm-hmm. failing in a way on regards to answering the questions correctly. Yeah, that moves us forward. This is how fives will often connect with others, is fives expect rejection in their relationships. And in order to connect with others, what they have is their insights and data and what they've studied. And this is a place of, here's what I have to offer others. And I imagine... But if that's, if that's unreliable, if it's faulty, then that's actually you putting yourself out there and yet, you know, not, not providing something of much worth, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the stuff that they value as well. Yeah. Yep. So this is what's valuable to me, and so I'm offering it to you as, as a way of connecting us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because connecting over knowledge is more trustworthy than connecting over emotion. To a five. Ooh. Right. It's easier and it makes more sense because that's what comes naturally. Yeah. Knowledge is a stable thing. Right. It doesn't change. I mean, it does, but doesn't at the same time. <laughs> sure. You want to really dig into those facts that are the most stable, perhaps. Yes. And yeah. this is how fives solve problems. Fives, like some of the other types, are going to shut down their emotions, really focus on the data on being competent, and this is when things are going awry, set aside those emotions, let's focus on the facts. 
I think this all ties back to uh, what we said at the beginning about uh, not wanting to have needs and particularly not wanting to express needs, not wanting to need things from other people. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a cart horse kind of thing here because like, I, I think at the core, so many fives feel like whatever needs they might have... Uh, expressing that to other people is is too much it takes too much energy it, mm-hmm. they may not understand how to say it correctly or let it come across in a way that is factually accurate or it might change from moment to moment so so expressing those kinds of needs is actually a really difficult and potentially unsafe way of navigating relationships in the world. So it's safer, it's easier, it's less energy to put aside those needs and to sort of repress that, mm-hmm. particularly in relationship. Right. And and to say, these are the things that I value because I understand them. And so here's what I have to offer. These other things, the the emotional life, the needs, the desires that are that are deep inside of me, I don't know how to communicate that, and I also don't know what you might do with them. Yes. So I'm going to keep them over here where they're safe, and I'm going to offer you what I have that's valuable. Right. So I think there's like three parts. For one, there's this whole private life that they want to keep private. Their emotions, their feelings, all of those things are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when you share those things, you connect with other people. And connection is scary because you are worried. You're constantly thinking that you're going to be rejected. And so why put yourself out there, especially with things that are so vulnerable, that just makes the rejection, the inevitable rejection as the five sees it, even harder Mm -hmm. and even more difficult when it eventually happens that they I'm thinking like from a five's point of view that a rejection will inevitably happen is what fives feel. But I think there's also this other edge to it where the five feels constantly overwhelmed by other people's needs. Mm. And so there's this treat others the way that you would like to be treated notion where it's like, I don't want other people to be needy. And I don't want to be overwhelmed by other people's needs. So why would they want to know what my needs are? Mm -hmm. Because that's needy, that's overwhelming. And so they feel that they can't have needs because needs are overwhelming to other people and that they are not allowed to feel those things and need things from other people. Because again, you need to be autonomous. You need to be your own self. You need to be private, all these things that might keep them from sharing those things. There's a list we like about being present. And for fives, fives believe I'll become present to my life only when I feel completely confident and capable of dealing with the world, when I've completely understood and mastered everything I might need to know in life, then I will be able to show up. Mm. That engaging your body only after you've mastered something is a belief a lot of fives have, and it's a source of a lot of problems, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that that bubble needs to be burst. If you don't understand this yet, this is a moment to sit and sort of be in what I'm about to say. You cannot master things without doing them. 
So this is this is a constantly moving goalpost. You cannot master things without actually engaging and doing the things that you're trying to master. So so many fives are sort of lost in studying and learning about and trying to understand completely something that they actually just need to start doing because they will not master it. They will not get it. They will not get better at it without actually doing it. And failing. Right. Like you learn a lot when you fail. Right. And so avoiding failure is not effective. Right. Even though failure does suck. <laughs> you learn a lot from it and you can go a lot of places when you fail a lot. Yeah. So there's, I have a quote from a five that I thought of during the I will be present when quote. Um, this five says, I don't want to be in charge of other people if I am in unfamiliar territory. The thought that someone could say to me, quote unquote, it's all your fault is anathema that I vehemently, vehemently detest uh, to me. I don't try new things in front of people just in case I fail or am not as good as I thought I would be. I will do risk assessments before doing anything. I want to have autonomy and be unaffected. Worrying about something being all your fault. I think in the whole failure, it stems from this needing to have the correct information because you don't want it to be your fault. You don't want it to be your fault if something goes wrong. And so you might not speak up or you might not give the information that you have because if your information's bad somehow or doesn't work, then you're to blame and you don't want that. The thing that I heard there was that though fives come across as though they they may not need others fives are still very relational mm-hmm. and if they're offering knowledge insight data as the point of contact with others if there's a failure of that knowledge it would be about their connection with others yeah i was just gonna say my husband also has this not wanting to be the one to blame okay type mentality and so he often it comes out even when we like choose like when he recommends a movie or a tv show to somebody or a restaurant for us to all go to together he's the whole time he's worried that they're not gonna like it and it was his recommendation and so he's like looking around trying to see other people's faces to see if they like it because it was his recommendation and making sure that he's not like to blame for a bad experience in a way, which is so interesting because I do not think that way at all. (laughs) Yeah. I do think though that threes, ones and fives, which that's the competency triad. All three of those have this like really big, I don't want to fail mentality. Uh, I guess that's true. Every single one of them. Yeah. I mean, for slightly for different reasons, but they all, very much do not want to fail. I mean, it might just be that that's the foundation. Fives just don't want to be incompetent. Mm-hmm. They don't want to look dumb. Throws everything off. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's not a lot of self-image going on there that fives see themselves as smart, as receptive, as wise, that they're able to see things that other people can't. Oh, for sure. And if you failed in seeing things the right way, then it actually would call everything else into question. Well, it's because I think fives are naturally very unbiased. 
And so fives really take in the perspective of other people to their life. So if somebody says that was a bad recommendation or that was bad information, they take that in unbiased and say, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right about this thing about me. And it might also just have to do with lower self-esteem as well and not feeling like you want so badly to be smart, to be competent, to have the knowledge, to be unbiased. And so you worry that you're not. Yeah. Well, and so much of this is about that observant nature of fives, the, the, the need to collect information and understand and see the whole picture removes them from the picture. So when mm-hmm. they are the ones to offer information, they're actually inserting themselves into the thing that they're trying to be observant of. Ooh, right. So, you can't be objective if you're in the middle of it. Right. So when they are recommending a restaurant or or presenting any of the information they've collected, now all of a sudden they're they're not detached. They're not they're not in that safe sort of withdrawn space where mm-hmm. they get to just take in the information. Mm. If they are offering that, they're offering something of themselves in a way that's that's not only just plain sort of scary and unsafe, but it also puts them into the thing that they are naturally trying to stay out of. Right. And observe. And be unaffected by. Right. It's excellent. Uh, Fives are going to seek to avoid feeling empty. And so this will lead them to have the dark passion of greed. There is a hoarding that can sometimes take place in the life of a five. Hoarding of assets, of material resources, of money, and even of their emotional life, as we've kind of talked about, right. uh, there can be an emotional stinginess that comes forward or just playing everything very close to the chest. You'll have thoughts on the on the shadow side, the dark side of fives? Yeah, I, I don't love the word greed. Uh, I think it, it fits here, but not the way that we use greed mm-hmm. typically. Yeah. Because because it's not about it's not about consumption. It's about protection. It's about, I, I think hoarding is, is, I mean, hoarding associates itself with, you, you know, hoarding, but uh, also the, it, I think it's a better word for the way that fives take in and then keep. Yes. It's, it's not necessarily that they're looking to consume the things that they're taking no. in. No. It's that they are looking to take in and protect and keep it. Right. That would be another deadly sin, which is gluttony. Right. <laughs> gluttony is about consumption. Right, right. Yeah. There's there's this almost anti-consumption mm-hmm. with the five. Yes. Where they don't want to consume it because it's limited. Right. They see everything as limited resources. This one five says, I see the world as a collection, is the word they use, a collection of experiences, and I want to collect them all. I also want to collect skills that will allow me to improve the world. So this idea maybe, and maybe that is a good word instead of hoard is to collect these things and then to safeguard them. So, I mean, it's not like you want to burn all of your energy on other things. It's that you want to save the energy that you have 
and spend it wisely because it's going to run out. Right. Or your emotions or your inner life save those things. Yeah. I think this is a really good opportunity to talk about energy specifically. Uh, that energy four fives, it's like they have a really measured amount, like water in a bucket. And the bucket is different sizes for different fives, but it is consistently the one size for that one five. And all of their interactions, all of their the ways that any person spends energy throughout the day, that bucket has a specific amount in it. And so as they are spending their energy, that bucket becomes less and less full. And once that bucket is empty, that's it. That's, that's all of the energy that they have. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is sort of this undergirding sense for fives that helps drive everything else that we're talking about, that they understand that, that this is a limited resource. So they work to conserve, to protect, to collect other resources in the mm-hmm. same way that they have to work to protect their own energy. My husband will just and he does this naturally like it's not something that he intentionally thinks about it just happens where he will constantly be planning ahead and assessing not necessarily he doesn't think about it in terms of like how much energy it's Mm -hmm. going to cost him but it's like how draining that's going to be or how much that's going to affect him yeah. It's actually one of the reasons that he mistyped as not a five previously is that it, there's so much focus on like conserving energy and he mm-hmm. just doesn't think about energy intentionally. It just happens. Yeah. But he will plan out full weeks, months, years as much as he can just in his mind to prepare for these things, to yeah. prepare for the energy that he's going to spend, to prepare to be drained. Yeah. And if something comes up randomly he's like really affected by it. And it's not that he's not flexible, but it's that he needs to now process what that's going to take, how much energy that's going to take, what it's going to drain him and what that means for the rest of his day or for the rest of the week, how he's going to need to allocate because that new thing is added. Right. This is depth here material, but fives will take in the world through the future. There here's the fears that they have about, what's coming up, but are going to use the tools of the past. What have I stored away in order to meet those needs that I'm going to have? And on the energy side, still sticking with the shadow topic, this can often lead to people who on their neg- in, their, in their worst moments become much more isolated, mm-hmm. reality-scaping, uh, living-in-your-head sort of folks who have neglected their body and engaging the world. And that can be, again, is the shadow side of fives. Any any final thoughts on that? I will say as well, while we're on the shadow side of things, the idea of not allowing yourself to have needs and then transferring that to not let other people have needs, you are essentially blocking your relationships Mm. and connections where if you are not, because a big way that we connect as people, as humans, is by giving and taking constantly. There's a constant give and take. And so if you are not giving or taking, you're not participating in that connection, right. which can then leave you 
very isolated and very, in fact, there's, <laughs> there's this, uh, five, they said, okay, the most five thing I've done is said, I don't want to feel lonely and then proceeded to shut myself in my room and ignore my messages whilst being on my phone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this like not wanting to be lonely and like wanting your place in the world, but also not doing the things that will get you there. Yeah. Not engaging because you, you don't want other people to need you and you don't want mm -hmm. to need other people. Yeah. And it is 100% okay to have needs. Yep. That's normal and that's human. Yep. It's beautiful, honestly, that we all have needs and we need to need each other. Right. I think. Agreed. Then we fit together like a puzzle. <laughs> Pushing into that, I'd love to talk about the strengths of fives. This is a common topic because the world's on fire is who, who do, what types does the world need right now? And for my money, I'm voting for fives. I want... Folks who have a quick wit and are able to put down disinformation as easily as swatting, you know, mosquitoes away. I long for more voices from the fives to be out there in the, you know, in the public square saying, here is the data. This is what we should pay attention to. This is how we're going to get from here to there. And that's one of the real superpowers, one of the strengths of fives. Do you guys see some strengths going on in the fives? I I, I want to double down on that because it, it fives don't just understand things. They understand things in totality. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not just that they like the Beatles. It's that, it's that they've actually studied the Beatles and they can talk about how this album is different from this album and why and and how the the thing about this part of the Beatles career is because they were in direct competition with Brian Wilson of the of the Beach Boys and they don't just understand things they understand the things backstory and how it got there and and they bring so much depth to the subjects that they care about that it just it, it makes everything that they're talking about a little bit more interesting because there's so much more than just the surface level i like the beatles kind of stuff 100 <laughs> percent. Mm. no like conversations with fives are so interesting mm -hmm. yeah. like there's i'm constantly learning so many things that are seriously, some of them are so random. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you remember that? Or how do you know that? Um, but they're so interesting and it keeps things really varied all the time. Yeah. I also think just the way that fives, like the speed at which fives can synthesize, like digest and synthesize information is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. It is really incredible. Like the amount of information that they can consume and understand and get like a really good viewpoint of is very helpful and very needed, yeah. especially in today's age where there's so much information. I mean, we're in the information age and these fives, it's like, this is your time right. where you can help us sort through the gunk yeah. and find what's really real. And 
it's easy to believe that they are bringing what they have without having a horse in the race. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the things that they are bringing up is not because they necessarily care about the outcome. It's because they arrived to this place because the data brought them there. Yes, they didn't have a previous bias. Right, that that sort of observational detached nature mm-hmm. means that they are not going to be trying to arrive at a particular outcome. Right. They're going to arrive where the information brings them. Mm-hmm. Another strength for fives is that they are very not pushy. Mm-hmm. Fives will give you the space you need to be your own person and they will not push you towards or away from anything. Yeah. They are very actually very supportive in you being you, which I genuinely appreciate about fives. Loving others the way they want to be loved. Yep. The thing that give me space, (laughs) I think at the highest level for fives, we we talked about them being detached and just here's the data, but at their most secure, when fives are acting on their knowledge, they'll, they'll get a little justice oriented and push into spaces where they do elevate some values that they care about. And that takes a lot of maturity for fives, but when they really get into something they care about that's for the common good that can come out as a wise personality that is very informed, doesn't bite off, you know, more than they can chew, but there's there's clearly a I don't know, it feels like there can be a targeted knowledge there and it's not just all hey, here's the data, as it were. I think fives are some of the best people when they get emotionally invested in in the in the knowledge as it were which is also very hard for fives to do yes so it makes it even more valuable yeah when they do and that's exactly where i was trying to go with this is fives at their most mature is in that space mm-hmm. we wrap up all these with uh you might be a five if you might be a five if you've done so much research already on the enneagram or just the amount of research you do in general if you've taken like multiple tests, listened to multiple podcasts about different topics, you may be a five. You might be a five if you've ever been accused of being aloof. Mm. You might be a five if you uh, regularly Irish goodbye. <laughs> and by that, I mean just leave. <laughs> like You don't say goodbye to people when you leave things. You just bail. You're like, ah, I'm done. I'm leaving. You just go. You don't need closure. Yeah. You might be a five if you've walked away mid-conversation because it was too much. Mm-hmm. You might be a five if you correct people on facts they share so that the incorrect information isn't being shared rather <laughs> than from the desire to give information, <laughs> just to correct it. <laughs> you might be a five if you get angry at how dumb other people are. Ooh, that's a good one. It's a really good one. Well, there, uh, that's what we got, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, One of the struggles for fives is going to be engaging your body. So I want to give you some action steps before we let you go. Putting knowledge of this sort into action will be hard for you, 
But uh, here, some of the places are very easy. One, you can just begin listening to any of the topics that we address on this podcast. That now that you know your number, we're going to talk about your type probably. What else comes to mind in terms of five's next step for them in their Enneagram journey? A good action step that's not actually action is to put on these glasses. Mm -hmm. Put on the glasses of being a five and view the world as though you this is your type and, and see how it fits. Engage with other people in these ways, like... It's it's good and important to understand the system. I'm I'm making a career out of understanding the whole system. I get that, but also sometimes it's really good to act as though you are only one of the types and and really engage in that one thing. Right. Instead of having a bird's eye view of it, get in there mm -hmm. and get in the nitty gritty. Get your hands dirty. Yep. What do people say about what fives need to do? Mm -hmm. Do that. That's perfect. Well, you can find all the links to all of our stuff at aroundthecircle.org. You can find Camry's material on Instagram at Enneagram.cam with a K. Uh, you can always connect with us on the Twitter or on Instagrams ourselves. But the best thing you can do is probably another action step is connect with somebody else who might get into this sort of material, might want to do some some inner work they might enjoy doing some personality typing or you may already know someone who likes the Enneagram and this is definitely just worth talking about Enneagram is one of those things that you do by yourself but often it's best when you can talk about yourself with others with this language so that's what I got uh, hey Cambry yeah it's always a pleasure having you <laughs> likewise thank you TJ you got anything else I got nothing man He's T.J. Wilson. He's officially awesome. She is the Cambry Ross, and she is inimitable. And I'm Jeff Cook, and who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are, and you'll set the world on fire.